Hey, Palmetto Shores, and thank you for listening to our small group resources. Uh, today we're pushing through, and we're going along with uh, Romans 8, verses 31 to 32. And in this passage today, we're getting to a pretty popular verse that is pretty well known by many Christians. And so let's just read it real quick, and we'll dive in after that. It says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Up until this point, Paul has been given some rich teaching and explaining powerful doctrines of Scripture, and he's been sharing the gospel. And here in verse 31, he makes the transition and is now reflecting on what this means for us today. Uh, His first question here, what then shall we say to these things, indicates that we are going to be looking back and applying what has been said uh, and putting it to our understanding now. If God is for us, who can be against us? Raise your hand if you haven't heard this before. Probably not many people will go through their Christian walk and um, have not heard this phrase at some point. Um, Whether as an encouragement or a pep talk in a tough time or something like that. Um, But have we gotten immune to hearing this? Uh, Do we really rest in this image that God is on our side and we can trust him with all things? Um, In the good or in the bad. And when we think about where we are with the Psalms right now, uh, we get a picture uh, each week of how the people are crying out and asking, where's God? Uh, if we can't find God, is he really on our side? Can we trust a God that we cannot see? How can God continually give us over to our enemies? The psalmist re- uh, recalls um, in nearly each psalm that Israel's continual disobedience and lack of heart change always caused God to burn with anger. And he would allow them to be taken over in order that they may ultimately know who the real living God is. And uh, the story always ends with the Israelites understanding that God has and always will be present for his people. And uh, so for us today, and uh, moving on to verse 32, uh, this is our encouragement. And and it's a promise that um, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he also not... With him graciously give us all things. Jesus was not the second string. He was not the backup. He has always been and been the intended savior of the world and that he was to be the payment for our sin. Jesus's life, death, and resurrection was not a mistake, nor was it a useless effort. God was not waiting and hoping that Jesus's resurrection would happen. He knew it from the beginning that it would happen, and he knew that it would be satisfactory for us today to have faith and believe in him that we may have salvation. In these two verses, there's a lot of encouragement and a lot of uh, things to discuss you'll see in your discussion guide. Um, So I'll leave it there and let y'all take over. Um, So I hope you'll have great discussion and find this encouraging, and we'll talk to you next time.